beautiful. Welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark, miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her. Must have been my fault. And this pain, it'll never go away. Until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Hey beautiful, we are back for part two of the interview that I did with Josh and Katie Walters. This has been an amazing interview. They are dropping golden nuggets of their recovery from betrayal all the way through the redemption power of Christ Jesus to take your marriage to a brand new level that you never dreamed possible. They're sharing all of those nuggets from their coming book that's releasing January of 2024, Same Couple, New Marriage. So I'm really, really excited about this new book that's coming out. And they have a new podcast. I'll talk about that at the end of the show. But today we're jumping back into this interview and you're going to want to grab a pen and a notebook because you're going to want to take notes. They are dropping some great stuff today. So let's get started. You know, this marriage is going to last and God's for us and you know, we're going to rebuild together. And I would say that's, that's, I feel like the part that I'm probably most passionate about only because people, people leave long before they go when they allow their hearts or minds to engage in like, are we going to make it? Do I want to make it? Am I going to stay? And so a big part really of the the vows we made and the covenant we entered into, it's like everybody wants better, richer and healthier. But when you get worse, broken, poorer, you know, it's like, yeah. these are the, this is what it was everything I, I knew about her that, that got me to the altar. But really my vows were this moment. It's all the things that I don't know, the pain I didn't expect. And so as soon as you take quitting off the table, that's really the the beginning of of life. And so the quicker, yeah, quicker you can get there, the quicker you can really see God work because you commit to enduring and persevering through the pain and mess to see God 
Yeah. Do something. And then the next part of it is allow others to be a part of your journey. And that's like this podcast. I mean, basically when we sat down with the first life giving couple that we sat with, that we sat with every week, they had not been through betrayal. In fact, you know, they would look at each other and like, I don't know, he's always been my best friend. And I was like, oh God, I can't even stand this man right now, you know? But the truth is they were willing to come into our pain. And I think when someone's willing to come into your pain, and walk with you as you rebuild and you're willing to learn from them. Yeah. Um, that changed everything for us. So we had a lot of practical things that were specific to us. And we talk about those in the book, but I think that's very unique to every couple. You know, for us, it was a lot about honesty. We called it confession therapy, where we would share things with each other, vulnerable things that he might not have known. But I would say, like, I wore this headband for this man. And every time I put it on, I was thinking about him and will you help me get rid of this? Or, you know, that helped us to rebuild because he realized she wants freedom. She wants to be free and open with me. And he, and I could see that he could handle me. He could handle, you know, my most vulnerable issues. And, um, and then we also, you know, we prayed together every day. We would lay in each other's laps. We would take these building blocks to start, lay our heads in each other's laps, like to pray over each other and start to rebuild, you know, some real practical things that actually helped us to do that um, until we started to see those glimmers of, I don't feel that way about you today. Today, <laughs> I'm feeling different, you know? And But when we were honest, we could see when that would happen. Like he could see yeah. in my eyes, like, oh, something, something's, changing, you know? Um, so that, and then our last one is called in the book, it's principle called yield to vision. And this still is what we love that continues to help us build, you know, and dream together is that, you know, the, the word tells us without vision, people perish. And I think a lot of times in marriages, you treat it way more casually than you treat your business your goals, your other dreams, you don't craft this vision for this is going to be us in the next season. This is who we're becoming together. You know, um, the Josh and Katie that a lot of times in these years of building your family and being a mom and being a dad, and you lose that Josh and Katie that you were when you first started dating, you know, and so yield to vision is all about how do you do that in a new way Mm -hmm. that you're not trying to get back to that 20 year old, you know, I would bring him these journals where I would call him like schnooky boo boo. And I'd be like, I don't feel this way about you anymore. I don't have these same like lust feelings that I had when we were 18. And, and he would say, I know, Katie, I'm trying to get you to go to a new place with me, a new place of love. And that yield to vision really helps you do that. He was the first one that gave me vision for that. I had no vision for it. Um, and we've continued to just dream together and ask God for what is your vision for our best marriage. And I do think that's where kind of coming to your initial question a few minutes ago about forgiveness. I think a lot of people struggle with forgiveness because they lack vision. And so there's this, this wall of bitterness and pain that goes up that you did this to me and we're never going to get back to where we used to be. And so vision is a big part of of helping you forgive only because it's realizing that like man we we in some ways you know should this have ever happened is it awful no it shouldn't have yes it is but ultimately god's inviting us to go to a new place and we yeah. needed this to push us to where we need you know need to be and so i think forgiveness is for me like uh it was such a profound 
spiritual thing that that feels so relational and feels so practical in terms of some exchange of words, but really is more a reflection of your your heart. You know, it's with the same measure we judge others that will be judged. And so my struggle to forgive anyone for anything is, is really also a, a picture of the measure of forgiveness that I'm able to <clears throat> receive from God. And so I think uh, that was the, you know, very early on, God helped me separate like, man, you can't get mad at someone for something they do in the dark, you know, like when they can't see what they're doing. Yeah. And she was in a dark place and, and what she did was not who she is. And he helped me see who he made her to be, which ultimately helped me separate her from this adulterer, evil woman to this daughter of God that made a bad decision. And, and man, I've been forgiven much and I can forgive her and we can go, you know, mm -hmm. somewhere new. So. And with and that I, vision, yeah, okay. go ahead. I think well, it's, it's huge to be able to separate the person from the sin itself. And yeah. that's exactly, you know, God does the same. He loves the sinner. He hates the sin. And so for us to be able to get to a place to be able to do that, it opens that door for us to start healing and forgiveness journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. You know, I think about when you said that word earlier, forgiveness journey, how I love this Taylor Swift song that's called anti-hero, which is like the funniest song, but both people are learning forgiveness, both people, even the betrayer, because you're having to learn to forgive yourself and something has died in the marriage, you know, this version of your love, it has definitely died. And that's what the grief comes from. But you are also learning to, to realize that you are not the hero, that you are broken. And both people are having to learn that in their own way. And that's, it's hard to do that when you don't feel like you've done anything wrong. But the truth is, it's the most healthy thing for us as humans to realize that we're not the hero of this story. We are broken and frail. And that's why we have a God that loves us enough to come down from us and be perfect, be the hero of the entire story. You know, and I was thinking about today, I was reading in Ephesians and it said, Christ will fill you and his entire church with all measure of fullness and completeness. And, you know, when you get to that broken spot and you realize we need a hero and it's not us and it's not our marriage, then I think it ushers in him to fill you completely with all measure of of mm. fullness, you know, and that's when you start to enjoy this abundant full life that really wasn't ever yours, you know, that you built that you can be take pride in to begin with, you know. Well, you you said something how the the love that you had in the marriage was broken. That's the one thing that I wanted you to just speak on as well, really quick is, you know, when you go through betrayal like this, the love is broken. And so in order to start building this relationship again, you start looking to choose to love this person on a daily basis. I have so many women, men that talk to me and say, will I ever love her or him again? Will I ever, you know, be in love with them again? How can I love them again? And I talk to them about it being a choice, right? Mm -hmm. Speak into that, how you started to choose that. And how did that start to overflow from yeah. your heart? Yeah. I think it, um, and it is what you're saying. I think uh, dating and engagement and early 
in marriage, love was much more a feeling than a decision. There was feelings of lust, feelings of anticipation, feeling, you know, it was, it was very feeling oriented. And so, um, and the reality about that kind of love is that even long before betrayal, you know, um, there's, there's a season where that wears off the feeling, the excitement of marriage. And so, so I don't know that I would say for us that love was broken in the sense that, uh, trust was broken, but like, man, I think love was revealed in the sense of all of us. When you enter into marriage, that the nature of the vows, um, nope, what's going on? There we go. The nature of the, the nature of the vows for better or for worse, like what we have committed to is beyond a feeling. And so when, when that comes about, it, it just revealed you know, did we mean what we said and uh, are we going to stay, stay committed to it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing I also about choosing, and I would only say this on this podcast because, you know, it is specific to betrayal. And I think, I know a lot of the people listening have been through that specific crisis in their Mm -hmm. marriage. And I don't know that this is true of everyone's story, but in my story, in order to commit this you know, travesty against God, against your spouse, there's some choices of compartmentalizing and, and, and continuing to choose to, to move your love away from this Mm -hmm. covenant. And for me, you know, what was broken in that moment that had to be rebuilt is, was my own doing. I realized that when I started to put attention, care, devotion, anything, you know, like that, into something else, energy, um, my mind, my imagination, there was going to be a massive hole left there because those things belonged to him, to our covenant. And so starting to rebuild love meant that I needed enough time to choose to put back in my energy, Mm -hmm. my imagination, my devotion, um, our, you know, my, the things that made me light up inside. And so I just would speak to anybody who has been betrayed before, you know, I think you don't like to talk about that because you're so full of shame and you're sad that you've done it. So your language might be like, I'm so sorry, I'll never do that again. How could I do, you know, but inside, you know, that there's been some active ways Mm -hmm. that you're looking at a deficit. Yeah. And, and when you think about like, even that question, because I think a lot of it is, am I ever going to feel again? Like, even if I commit to staying with this person, am I going to feel love again? And, and it's no different. It's kind of like that, uh, that passage, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but yields a harvest of righteousness. Right. And so like, if you start going to the gym, it's like, man, punch me in the throat for the first few times. It feels Mm -hmm, awful, but then mm -hmm. you're, you start to crave that release of endorphins and that push an exercise of yourself. And the same is true in marriage. It's like, Mm -hmm. as soon as you, you start allowing this thing to cultivate your imagination and start thinking about how I can serve her, serve him, surprise her, Mm -hmm. you know, really give yourself back to it. It's like, you can, you can behave yourself into a feeling. I love that. Through your obedience. That's right. God bring about all of the flirty fun yeah. Desires that that really weren't there to, you know, the reason you allowed yourself to get to this place is because they were gone. And so the brokenness reveals a desire to 
experience them again. And God can do that. Yeah. So. It's a garden, you know, your love is a garden and you cultivate it. And um, again, even for Josh and I, we tell couples that you, you, you will rebuild. If you don't make it through this, if you choose not to stay, you will rebuild. And if you don't do the work of healing from this trauma, this pain, you're going to take that into another soil, another place. It goes with you, you know? And so um, for us, I think that is why we're so passionate to help people rebuild together because we know that if he wouldn't have gotten through his unforgiveness, hurt, fear, anger, deep sadness, he's taking that into a, a whole nother, you know, a whole nother love, a whole nother marriage. And the same for me, I would take all my same proclivities, my sin, my desires, my, um, you know, shortcut to faithfulness, not taking things to God to somewhere else. So if you can really look at it like that and realize mm. that you can rebuild together the most beautiful love, you know. Yeah. And I love that you said it that way. And and Katie, one of the things that you just hit on was it, so pinpointed that it you don't just fall into an affair. Yeah. It doesn't happen that way. It's something that happens slowly over a period of time. And I'm so glad that you said that because I have a lot of questions that come in regarding that. So you said it beautifully. Thank you for hitting on that. I would love for each of you. I think too, for people listening to this, we, we told this to the same couple last night is that oftentimes because it is slow, you want to, as the person who's been betrayed, know why quickly what is their hole in their heart? What is their reason that they could act in this monstrous way? And what we've learned with couples is that just like when you have lost someone and you're grieving, oftentimes immediately counseling is, is, isn't always the best option to tell you why you're hurting so deeply. You just need time. And I have had so many things exposed to me, self-reflections over time that God's shown me. Um, about different areas in my heart, but it didn't happen quickly. And I think if it would have, it would have shortcutted really mm -hmm. the pain of what had happened in our marriage. If I would have come to him and said, well, it was my father issues. Well, it was, it shortcuts it. So the person who has been betrayed may think they want to know why did this happen? Why have they had, you know, leanings like this, but if they can be patient on that through to watch a person humble mm -hmm. and working I think they'll see over time the person able to rebuild those holes, those areas that need strengthening, mm -hmm. you know, said, well, I would love for both of y'all to share really quick, um, Katie, for you to, if you could just really talk to the one who was the betrayer and, and you really wanted to speak life into them right now to give them hope, what would you say to them? I think the main thing I would say to the betrayer is that they potentially could be at the point where they're just starting to know the love of God. Mm. They're just starting to understand the love of God. You know, when you have been um, ripped apart, placed raw in the enemy's hands, you know, bared um, in this way to see the depths of your sin and the pain that you could cause others and you feel God's presence and love in that moment, everything in your life can change. Because when you start to really understand that love for yourself, I think you start to understand how to love others, mm -hmm. maybe for the first time, you know? So if you, if I could give them any hope, it would be that they, they could be 
at the precipice to the greatest love story of all times. You know, if they will um, choose to find him in this moment, choose to take their pain to him, to not hide, mm. you know, and hiding is as old as the garden with God. And so if they'll choose to know that he loves them, that he'll meet them there. Um, yeah. That's good. Josh, what about you? What would you say to the one who's gone through betrayal? I think, um, <clears throat> I think, uh, just a number of passages come to mind. The, uh, Jesus on the cross after having been crucified and mocked and spat on and stabbed in the side and the crown of thorns, the whole situation for him to pray, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Mm -hmm. um, man, when you've been the one that's been betrayed, you think like they know exactly what they did. They made this choice, that choice. They threw away our marriage, our family. It seems so black and white to you, uh, but it's just not And that. They, they were in a dark place. This isn't who God created them to be. And in a season where they may not see full well who they are, like you can be the one to remind them who God created them to be and, and call them back to the life he has for them. And so I think uh, a big, big part of, uh, of that in terms of having hope is remembering they, uh, they were in a dark place. They made a bad decision. Who they are is not what they did. And that in the same way that uh, God can take you somewhere new, like I can do a new thing in your heart as the one who's been hurt to mm -hmm. set you free, to heal you, to help build a, a new new future uh, together. And that, man, he is, uh, he is close to the brokenhearted, saves those who are crushed in spirit. I think in that season, even as a pastor, like, man, I, I like was fueled and fed on the presence of God because it was really the only thing that could get me through the day. Like my sadness, my anger, my thought life, like, man, it was morning, afternoon, evening, like in his mm -hmm. word, journaling, worship music. And so I would say like, don't try to escape the pain. Don't try to lose yourself in work. Don't try to distract yourself with hobbies or substances. Like let yourself, let yourself hurt and let him be the only mm -hmm. remedy uh, and you will come out of this like at a new place as a person that won't let you down, like substances, hobbies, all of that will distract, but his presence will really deliver. So let him, uh, so let him take you somewhere new in your pain. That just, um, Josh, I will tell you, as you were speaking, I, I started welling up with tears because you, you brought me back to my own personal D-Day and mm -hmm. The very first thing I did after I found out was I literally went outside and the words that came out of my mouth is father, forgive him. He doesn't know what he's doing. That was the first words out of my mouth. And I was like, where did that come from? And then now I know it came from the depths within me, right? That is seared with God. But it brought me back to that. And it reminded me that in the midst of that pain, God rose up in my life. Yeah. And he did bring me through that season mm -hmm. to a better place. And he gave me perspective when we choose to see it through the filter and the lens of God instead of our pain, that yeah. we can see someone in their own agony and pain and the coping skills that they chose to use during that time period. God yeah. can work. That is amazing. So mm -hmm. before we get into what's brewing with you two, um, 
and and sharing about your book um, really quick for those who are restoring their marriage. Speak a word of life into them really quick of hope and life for those who are like, okay, we're going to dig in. We're going to do what you said. We're going to say no quits. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them? I would say um, expect, expect the ups and downs. Like uh, even once you've committed, you're like, okay, God hates divorce. What we desire is his heart. We're going to go after his thing. Believe he can do immeasurably more like the, the scriptures are true. The beliefs are right. But the experience from this moment forward isn't just going to be up and to the right, more intimacy, more growth, more sex, more goodness. Like there's going to be good days and bad days. Emotionally, there's going to be highs and lows. You're going to catch a glimpse of a new place then feel like you're right back at an old place. But I would just say, let faith be in the driver's seat, not mm-hmm. your perception of facts. Trust God that this is ultimately something he wants for you and, and you'll see him do it. He'll be faithful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, I can't wait for y'all to share with everyone. What, what do you have brewing in the background? We have all kinds of things going on. Talk to us about your book when it's going to release. And I'm going to have links below in the show notes for all the things, Katie and Josh, so that you can find them, but tell us what's going on. Well, our book comes out January 9th. Um, We're publishing with W Publishing Company, and we'll start pre-orders for that like early November, have a lot of pre-order incentives. The book also has a workbook. So it's our hope that couples will um, take the workbook and walk with another couple through this. What, you know, at least meet up each week and kind of talk through these questions, the real principles as they're trying to rebuild. And maybe some of your listeners that have been through this would get it for another couple that they know are going through this um, and could even meet with them through it. You know, people walking with us in pain was um, the greatest Mm -hmm. gift to our story. And so um, it's called New Marriage, Same Couple. And it is just like we've talked about these principles that we learn through the darkest time of our marriage. It's also a raw and gritty and real love story. You know, it has a lot of our story in it, um, but then practical tools. And so they, you know, you, again, we'll start pre-order soon. You can find us at joshandkatiewalters.com. We love to come and share our story and things God's are te- God is teaching us with um, churches. Um, we both love speaking together. We love coming and um if you have any groups that you're wanting to start, you want to ha- us to pop on a Zoom call. You know, it's our honor and and joy truly to share this story. Not that we thought we would. I would like to say that <laughs> a lot of people have been like, you know, something bad happened, and it's like God's going to use this for His glory. I was not thinking that, but the yeah. truth is, he really does comfort others with the comfort that we have received. He yeah. he really does um, <clears throat> supernaturally transfer hope. Um, and that's what our prayer is for anyone listening right now, that you could hear our story and it would connect with your story. And there would be a supernatural transfer of hope, of life, of, of abundance and yep. what he's done in our marriage. So till our- the book comes out, we've also got a um, Facebook group, New Marriage yeah. Same Couple launch team. So we can put a link to that. But about a thousand yep. couples that were putting out content and encouragement, book studies, prep for our book launch, that kind of stuff. So if you're wanting to grow just a good place to get some good content and it really is I'm a part of that group with my husband and we love that group so (laughs) I will definitely make sure that link is below as well so I want to thank you both for being here today 
you have spoken life into so many who are in desperate need of hope and healing from the devastation of betrayal. And I know that God is using you mightily. It's not something that we wake up one day and say, oh, I've been betrayed. Let me just share it all over the place. But God takes our mess and he makes it into a beautiful message. He takes something so tragic and just brings triumph through it all. And mm -hmm. so I want to thank you for being his obedient vessels today. Well, thanks Thank for having you. us. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. Well, I don't know about you, beautiful, but the interview with Josh and Katie today left me filled with so much hope and inspired me to really take my marriage to a brand new level. And I know it did the same for you. You can follow them on all social media outlets. I have all the links listed below in the show notes. And again, their new book, New Marriage, Same Couple, is releasing January 9th, 2024. They are also going to have a brand new podcast that is going to be launching in November. So stay tuned for that as well. Again, I want to thank both Josh and Katie Walters for being a part of Beauty Beyond Betrayal, bringing us so much insight as to how God can take us from betrayal into redemption when we truly join forces with him and allow him to bring the healing power into our marriage so that we can have a brand new redemptive relationship. Beautiful. I hope today helped you and I can't wait to speak to you again next week. Be blessed. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.